If you're in sales long enough, here's the thing that you're going to find. Most salespeople never practice and they don't get better at what they do and they leave tons of money on the table. So the question from you may be, how do I practice my sales script? How do I work on my word tracks so that I perfect what I'm saying and close more deals to make more money? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios, the mobile How to Sell Show studios. I'm out here 30 miles south of Sacramento. I'm on the Delta, and I figured, you know what? I'm going to watch this sunset tonight. It's going to be amazing, really orange, fantastic day, and there's nobody around. Let's have this conversation. And one of the most common struggles that I see salespeople face is owning scripting. So today we're going to talk about how to own your scripting. Now, these are just examples of ways that I found that work for me. And some of them you may have never heard of. And some of them you may not have dove into and said, oh, I can see if I can make that work for me. So anytime that somebody gives me new content or an idea, I type it out and I see what I can do with it. Sometimes I'll modify it while I'm typing it. Sometimes I'll write like 10 different variations of it. And then I'll read that content multiple times. Or if they hand it to me in a book or in a couple of pages, I'll just read that a bunch of times and I'll just look at it and say, okay, this is what it says. And then I I put it away for a few hours or a day and then I come back to it. Then what I'll do is I will pick up that information again and I'll read it a couple more times and I'll try that script from memory without it being perfect, knowing that it's not going to be perfect. And I'm okay that it's not perfect. The whole goal is just to get it like a feel, like how do I say it? Another thing I'll do is I will take that content and I will say the script a hundred times and I'll use different voices. I'll say it like this. Hey, here is what I'm going to talk about today. And then I will say it like as many different ways as I can make the emotions happen is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it sad. I'm going to do it happy. I'm going to do it as a jerk. I'm going to do it fun. I'm like whatever different way that I can say this script, because what I'm looking for is my groove. What I'm looking for is like, how would I really turn this information and how would I internalize it? How would I say it in front of a buyer? And sometimes I learned this, uh, this technique a, a, a while ago from Blair Singer. He says, like, if you watch a movie, uh, like a few good men, and you adopt the emotions and the physiology of somebody from that movie, uh, like the actor Tom Cruise or Jack Nicholson, how would they say it? Well, when you do something like that, it's going to change the state that you're in, and it's going to give you a different reading of that script. So the more emotions that you can put into it, as crazy as it sounds, is when you're going to roll it out live, it's going to change the way that you interact with a buyer. So the goal is, is to not just read it and be like, you know, here's what I really want to take care of for you today. It's like to say, here's what I really want to do for you today. That's one version of it. Just a bunch of times. A hundred is usually the magic number for me. And I know that sounds excessive, 
but I do like to practice. Sometimes I'll break it down into three by sentence on a three by five index card. I buy so many three by five index cards, so many. I usually get them like on the West Coast, we have staples. I'll usually go in there and I'll buy 10 boxes of them at a time. And there's, there's three different uh, ruled sections in each box. So I've got more three by five index cards than you could ever imagine. So you could break it down, you could put it on index cards. What you could do is you could get a voice recorder like the one that I'm using today and a headset. And you could speak your script into the headset. And sometimes just by going through and saying it a few times and listening to it and playing it back and saying, okay, I don't like the way that I said it there. Let me say it again. I'm going to let you in on a secret. One of my favorite tools to use is to grab my gaming headset and to grab my voice recorder and to drive. And I will take whatever script I'm working on, whatever conversation that I'm working on, and I will put my phone in airplane mode. And I will drive for an hour. And I will say this script and listen to it, say it, listen to it, say it, listen to it, refine it. And then it usually takes me, if it's something really important, it usually takes me about an hour to get it right. But I'm like, nobody else is going to do this. Nobody else is going to take the time to say something and recite it a bunch of times while they're driving because like, no, that's crazy. They don't, they don't want to do it. I will tell you, there's times where I will take an episode of the How to Sell show and I'll record it and I'll listen to it and be like, mm, it's okay. And then I'll record it and I'll listen to it again. And I'll be like, that's close. And then I'll record it and listen to it again. And I'm like, okay, that's way better. One episode that I did, I recorded it seven different times because it was important for me to get the information right for whoever was listening so that they could go, okay, this makes sense. So you read it word for word and record it and listen to it. And you could drive around and listen to your recording of the script. You could listen to that recording while you're working around the house, while you're doing chores, where you're doing yard work. And low, low value time is one of the best times to learn your sales script. And then you take that script and you just talk it out. Like right now, there is nobody around me that I can see for at least half a mile, any direction. I could say whatever I want right now out loud and nobody's going to judge me for it. This is one of my favorite places to do this, this training or to record a podcast is nobody's going to judge me. And this is super important for you because it's easy for you to uh, just say, like, here's what I'm thinking and here's what I'm doing and, and here's how things are going to work. The next thing you could do is you could roll out the scripting and low value conversations. Anytime that I'm dealing with a buyer that I'm like, this person's not buying from me, I'm like, it's time for me to practice. It's time for me to, to come up with content and use it in a way that I've never used before. This is low value. If I don't think I'm going to make the deal, why not practice on the person? Another thing you could do is you could get a training partner. You could get somebody to work with you that this is what you do. You go back and forth and you role play. You say it, then I say it. Then you say it, then I say it. Uh, I got a good friend, Chris Shaw. 2006, 2007, we role played every single morning. And this is how we did it. We practiced with 3x5 index cards. We we did our door approach. We, we had our conversations. I had a training partner. And from six in the morning till seven in the morning, we role played. There was no like, hey, what are you up to? What'd you do last night? As soon as it hit six o'clock, it was time to work. So if you're gonna get a training partner, it helps to be very strict about what you're gonna do. Otherwise it turns into coffee and donut conversations. It's important for you to have a training, uh, training partner just to make sure that things work. You know, use the content a few times to see how it's gonna work and get used to saying it. Don't practice on your buyers. You know, when I train companies and I train salespeople, I'll work with them and I'll say, like, here's the script for you to use. Here's the word track for you to use. And then I'll contact them. I'll say, like, how is it going? 
how is your your role play going? I'm not role playing. I'm like, well, how's your script going? Oh, I'm using it with buyers. I'm like, no, don't do that with buyers. Don't practice on the most expensive time. Practice with somebody where it's it's low value. Practice with a person that you know you could get your your vocal cues right, your your vocal pitch and tone, your pace, all of your stuff down. The next thing to do is when you have a sales process that's going good is roll some of this information out and see how it's received when things are good with a buyer that you feel like is going to buy from you. You know, uh, there's a saying that one thing isn't going to ruin a deal. And so if you roll out a sentence, as long as it's not offensive, one thing is not going to ruin that deal. There are so many different things that you could do to make role-playing and owning your conversation and your script be so much more powerful for you to allow you to close so many more deals. You just have to put in the time and effort. And really, here is the thing. You only have to be incrementally better than your competition. Right now, if you have 100 competitors, maybe three of them listen to podcasts. Maybe five of them read books. Maybe 10 of them do something to get better, to be better at their skill and better at their task. And I look at it this way. If you're going to run 400 sales calls a year, 200 sales calls a year, make 1,000 calls in a year, every deal that you close is a percentage or a tick better on a percentage for you to have a better year. And so I'll hear salespeople tell me, hey, Scott, I made $98,000 last year. I want to get over that six-figure mark. What do I got to do? I'm like, you got to practice. Well, I don't want to practice. I'm like, well, then you really don't want to be over six figures for a year. Well, that, that's not fair, Scott. I just, I want to get by on the skills that I have. Hey, everybody who is a pro practices. Everybody who gets to the next level outworks the other guy. When it comes to sales face-to-face with me, I like to say, you're not going to outwork me. You can only underbid me. That's it. That's the only way you're going to outwork me is to give a lower price. That's the only thing that you can do. And when you adopt this strategy of like, how do I own my script? It allows for you to be better. It allows for you to take jobs that, you know, five years ago, two years ago, one year ago, you wouldn't have gotten because you're much better at it. Now there is a challenge. And here's the challenge for all salespeople. There's a point where you get bored with what you do. You get bored with interacting. You get bored with saying the same things over and over again. And here's the thing that I like to remind salespeople. Pick any of your favorite bands. They have songs that they have to sing over and over and over again and practice over and over and over again in front of different cities. Just because you said it in front of one buyer doesn't mean it's going to come out exactly the same in front of another. That's why you got to practice. This is why you got to be good at what you do. And the good news for you is, once again, most salespeople are lazy. So the bar for you to get better isn't much higher than what you think. Most salespeople never, ever will practice their sales scripting. And some people will ask, how do I get better at scripting 